to the Wednesday Night Tailgate, where the tailgate party never ends. I'm your host, Drill Sergeant Z. Week 7 in the books. Time to get on to Week 8, and all 32 teams are not on by this week, so it's very good. Have every team to talk about. But before we get to that and what's going on in the NFL and the refs and all these other things, I cannot do this show by myself. I must bring on my tag team partner for tonight. He has... The deepest voice of any 21-year-old college student you've ever met. Ladies and gentlemen, Jai! Good evening, Sarge. How you doing? Good to be with you as always on not Wednesday night, but for the second time this season, this program will be coinciding at least for the very beginning of uh, Thursday Night Football, but good to be on as per usual. Yes, uh, I know we are Wednesday night tailgate, but that's very... I, you know, maybe we need to change the name to Any Night Tailgate because it's very <laughs> fluid as to what night uh, we are on. And, of course, Crapper's like, I don't have the link if he just looked at his fucking Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. He was tagged with the link. Um, if you don't mind sending him the link, Jai, yes, so that he can join. Why, Harbor, what, what's up? Where's mom? Where's mom? I don't know where mom is. Go. Look at already kids interrupting this show. That's exactly don't, don't, why I'm not having children, Sarge. There you go. About to tell you, don't have kids, Jai. I'm not having them. Not doing it. No. Nope. Good. Good. Oh, there he is. I'm doing it. I, I'm, you know, Mister. I'm. He wasn't gonna be able to be on tonight, but yeah, I know. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our other tag team partner for this evening, the man with the crappiest takes in all of sports and host of Sunday Night Crapper, ladies and gentlemen. Crapper. The best is like Mrs. Crapper is sitting here confused. Like it's Thursday night. I don't understand how we're doing Wednesday night tailgate on Thursday. Well, you know, it it's any night tailgate. We we're just talking about that. It's any night tailgate. Well, really. now, by I the way, I was going to say if NBC didn't have it trademarked, we should change the name of our show to Football Night and Foundation. There you go. I, I got. I only got limited time. First of all, I just got to know because I didn't see the spoilers. Uh, was there a run-in during the Omega MJF match last night? They didn't have the match last night. That was taped collision last night. No, they taped Rampage. Remember, collisions live. Oh, okay, never mind. No, so uh, yeah, and we left after Dynamite anyway. Kids are right. like, well, kids were like sleeping. So can well, we get right in, can we get right into it? Yeah, let's go. Yes. Uh, but I, I want to skip. I want to skip all the way to the Sunday night game. Uh, Eagles thirty-one, Dolphins seventeen. Um, <laughs> crapper, so you are laughing. <laughs> go ahead, Crapper. Oh, the big, bad, mighty Dolphins, the next, the best offense in the entire NFL, can only actually do it against teams that are under 500. In fact, significantly under 500. If you actually play a decent team, Miami's offense can't do anything. It's an embarrassment. Then we got the Miami head. Oh, no. It was the refs. We got screwed by the refs. Oh, we have a ton of injuries. Whatever can we do? It's all just a complete load of hot garbage. That team, let's go for it. It's a fraud. Fraud, huh? The Miami Dolphins are frauds. Fraudulent. 
I, I'll say that's a little now, much, Crapper a little much, Crapper, his... but keep... go ahead. Go ahead, Jai. No, I was going to say, Crapper, to his point, and I didn't realize this until I was checking my uh, phone and I saw an interesting tweet, I think from like CBS Sports or somebody, while I was at work on going to the bathroom at work last weekend, and I saw and I looked at the Dolphins' opponents, and I looked at I was like, Damn, they have beaten absolutely nobody of any caliber. Brandon Staley is the worst. The Broncos, the Panthers, the Giants are a complete disgrace and belong in the XFL. That team is so poor in talent. Those teams are so poor in talent, especially on the defensive side of the football. I'm like, they've beaten up on garbage. And the, and the two teams that they've played on the road, no less, with any, you know, semblance of an of a you know of any semblance of talent the bills and the uh and the philadelphia eagles on sunday night football they've lost by they've lost by multiple possessions the eagles scored 31 and the and the bills blew them out by 20 and scored 48 points on their heads so if you can if you want to say that the dolphins are overrated i mean the argument is there to be had considering i mean I understand you don't control your you don't control you know the teams you play on your schedule, but at the bottom line, they they've only had two tests through the first seven weeks of the season, and they've gotten and and their grade in both tests is an F. I mean that has to account for that has to account for something. And if the Bills ever pull their heads out of their ass, the loss against the Bills could come back to bite them in the ass at season's end. If the Bills ever get their act together. I, I got I got one word for the Miami Dolphins. Ready for it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's your favorite word too. Oh, mid. Mid. <laughs> wow. Mighty words, crapper. Um I can't really disagree with anything because I I'm tired of hearing all this stuff on Twitter slash X all week. The refs screwed us. Oh, we would have won the game if it wasn't for the refs. Liz, I mean, other than the the blatant pass interference that was missed, which on the next play, they did a pick six. So to me, that's a wash. You know, after that, what other calls can you even say were so blatant that it cost the, the Dolphins the game? You, I tell you, the Dolphins racked up 12 penalties and the Eagles didn't rack up one. So they're saying that apparently, you know, the referees conspired, conspired against them and alleged, excuse me, allegedly there's a ref, there was a, an official that was a part of the officiating crew during the game on Sunday night. That's a Philadelphia Eagles fan that got kicked out of the NCAA because he was a, um, he was an in. Yeah, I saw that, please, official. please. Well, I, that's, I that's, don't. That's what they're screaming about. Of course. Was there 10 penalties against the Eagles? Zero. Do I think the Eagles should have been called for some penalties? Sure. The one but, they ask. Yes. That was the only one that was obvious. The other ones that I saw on Twitter that people are taking still shots of are like bang, bang plays. Did you have to to uh, retweet it? A lot of those uh, still shots? Oh, I know. I know. Say it, Sarge. Who was retweeting? Warrior. Warrior's retweeting the still shots. And... You know, like, come on, I, like, see, you finally starting to come around here, Sarge. If you notice, Warrior only talks a lot of garbage when it's his team and he makes all these excuses. But if it's anybody else's team, it's why your team is bad. 
But if it's his team, it's an excuse. It's never that his team is bad. Yeah. And then, like you said, on Dolphins Twitter, because unfortunately, because I follow Warrior and he's commenting on this, I get non I get all this Twitter garbage from the Dolphins now. Joe Shad, oh, he's what a fraud that guy is. I can't stand him. Um, but you know, talking about uh the false start penalties and oh geez, you made me lose my train of thought now with this fucking Twitter bullshit with the <laughs> Dolphins. It, it's just I'm so fed up with the garbage. The, oh, the injuries, right? Oh, we had all these injuries. You know, half the Dolph, half the Eagles secondary was out of the football game as well, and they were playing with injuries. You know, when the Jets played the Eagles, we had five of our top six cornerbacks out of the game. Was that were we complaining when the game was over? Like everyone has injuries at well, this you point. You did in the season. win, so it's kind of hard to complain when you win. But I yes, but I'm saying, like. In, everyone has injuries at this point in the season. We're also I'm also right. playing the season with a backup quarterback, Jai. Our yeah, starting quarterback's bit out. And, you know, I could make an excuse every week. Well, we didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Well, we haven't had Aaron Rodgers all season. Just like you haven't had Jalen Ramsey all season. You've never had Jalen Ramsey on the team. So I don't want to hear this crap. Now, can they be better on the defense when these guys come back? Sure. But that's always going to be like an Achilles heel for them. And like you said, Crapper. This vaunted Dolphins offense, they scored 17. The defense scored seven. So the, this vaunted Dolphins offense had 10 points. 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what this and, offense and reminds me of? That reminds me of like the Phoenix Suns back in the day with Steve Nash. All this <laughs> finesse. And then when you play a team that's going to knock you in the face, you then realize, hey, we're, we're not that good. I mean, yeah. Again, again, against the two point, uh, against the two big time, big beast opponents on the road, they've come up feeble in both opportunities. So the proof that the McDaniel and two is not going to want to hear it, but men and women lie. The numbers and stats and win losses do not. And the Dolphins have been rather feeble against two out of the top. 10-ish teams, I say ish because I mean the the Bills, the, yeah, the Bills, Bills are yeah. yeah. But at the but at the time they were playing them, they were certainly a top ten team in the league. Twice that they've played them, it's they've been. I mean, what is there to speak of? Well, I mean, what is there? What is there to speak of? Now, granted, I understand that the Dolphins' left side, the offensive line was banged up, yada yada yada, and they miss eight chain the running back, but still, I mean. It, Greatest, I mean, th we can put to bed the arguments of this being the greatest show on turf, surf, whatever the fuck, and they're not better, at least as of now, than the 98 Vikings offense or the 2013 Denver Broncos offense. Yeah, or, as, the, 99, I, or the 99 Rams. They're yeah, not better than the 99 Rams as, either. As my generation says all the time, that shit did. So, yeah, so enough of yeah. that. The other thing, they're talking about HN. Were they missing HN the week before when Raheem Mostert had three touchdowns? No, I didn't hear that shit then, so I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear it this week. All right, over this. I'm over. Like when you want to be compared and you're talking, oh, we're one of the best teams in the league, and you want to be compared to the big boys. Then be ready to be compared and stop with the what ifs and oh, we were missing this and crying about this and like oh, well the the Chiefs don't get you know scrutinize like this well because you know what patrick mahomes and them have earned the right to not get scrutinized when they lose a game all right because oh, yeah. they've they've been there done that and been to the afc championship game five years in a row 
all right? You haven't done shit. And until you beat somebody that's worth a damn nickel in this fucking league, you're going to mm-hmm. keep hearing it. And that's just how it is. Really, I'm tired only, of hearing Dolphins Twitter. Right. Really, the only time Kansas City has, at least in, that I can remember, where their feet has gone, has been held to the fire because of offensive ineptitude, was after the AFC Championship game when they choked against my Bengals. Uh, in the second half, a game that I will never, ever forget and will never let the Kansas City cunts uh, live down. <laughs> uh, and second was game one of the season when they lost to when they lost to the Lions because they had no wide receivers. And Chiefs, and no, fan, yep. and Chiefs fans was taking the team to task. I, they were like, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was available and this team chose not to sign him. Is you know stuff like that, and it's not like that you know that their wide receiver issues are you know a hundred percent you know you know patched up. I read in the news on either Monday or Tuesday that their young wide receiver Justin Ross got arrested for domestic violence. So yeah, they're going. So I mean, it's he just, hasn't been playing. The one is uh, Rice, Rasheed Rice has been playing very well for them. Right. Just remember, against the Lions, they had no Kelsey either. So uh, you know. Like yeah, I said, I no give them uh, like I'll give them to me. They've earned Mahomes has shown enough, and that team has shown enough that they've earned a pass when they don't have a good performance. And like you said, when Tua is putting up 500 yards against cupcakes, okay. But then when you play someone that has any sort of real teeth to them with a defense, you you're barely putting up a little over 300 yards of offense, and your defense right. can't hold the other team. You look a little fraudulent. Um, Crapper, any anything else you want to add to this to the Miami Dolphins? Oh, he might be uh, away. He's got a mute, but he might have left. Who knows? Okay. Any final things you want to say about the Dolphins, Jai? I mean, no, I mean that game literally. I mean, we let's we can we can take a minute to look at their schedule to see when their next big test is. But not this week. Lo- next week they play the Chiefs in London. Oh, yeah, that's and right. they better be. Yeah, and right. you know what? They're getting a break because. It's a neutral that's supposed site to be, game. Yes, it's supposed to be a Chiefs home game. Believe that, that, me, if they that's a joke that that game is not played at Arrowhead. I know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. In Arrowhead, they're getting they're getting stomped by ten plus. At least in a neutral site, you know they should in Germany they should have a chance, right? I you're right. I understand that, and I know I'm gonna probably say this again next week, but I understand. Listen, if the NFL wants to hoard itself out to to Europe, I hate it, but to each their own. But one thing that you absolutely cannot defend was the NFL's decision to put that game in Germany. Them putting that game in Germany, given the fact that Tyreek Hill ties the two teams together, is having just no feel and is just being just lost if you're an NFL schedule maker. I mean, it's just... When when I saw that, when the schedule came out back in May, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Who was the jackass that thought it was a brilliant idea to put Dolphins and Chiefs in fucking Germany? I mean, out of all the, I mean, you you couldn't put Dolphins, you couldn't put Chiefs, we've gone through this, at least I have on my my program, that you, you couldn't put Chiefs and Bears, that shit, that shit fest, you couldn't put that game in Germany. Or how they're there every year. Why not put uh, Chiefs and Chargers in Germany? Or, or, or no, I mean, come on. I agree. The I two, agree. The two home games, the, the two biggest home, the two biggest chief home games of the year 
in terms of in terms of the opponent that they had on their schedule this year in terms of hype in terms of the the the, the surrounding hype with their with the with the opposing team was the Eagles on Monday night football and the, and and the um yeah Tyreek Hill coming back with and the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yep. And and they put and they put the Dolphin game in yeah. Germany at nine thirty in the morning, no less, on well, the damn NFL Network. Well, they're probably thinking this is how we can get a lot of the sell out the stadium in Germany, and it's a, now it's 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 also think of it like this, Jai. It's a standalone game without it really being a primetime stand. It's like sneaking a standalone game in, and now you're putting. Think how many more people are likely to watch Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go against the Dolphins than if like you said if it was against the Chargers or something like I, that. I get I get so, that. But they also but they but it's like they're cutting not cu- it's not cutting the nose off the spike the face, but they're trying to help themselves while fucking themselves in the process, if that makes sense. Because at the end of the day, as juicy as the matchup as it is it's not going to get as many people watching because the game's on the NFL Network. And for the West Coast, that game starts at 6.30 in the morning. Like, who in the – like, if you – you have to – you got to set your alarm if you're a – if you live out in the Pacific time zone, set your alarm and make sure that you get to bed on a Saturday night at a decent time because you know there's a, there's a, there's a can't-miss – Football game one that's at that's at six thirty in the morning local. I mean, come on now. And, and locally for the Kansas City fan now. Now, Grant, don't get me wrong. And I in two thousand sixteen when the Bengals played when the Bengals played over in London, I got up at uh, at nine o'clock in the morning when they went to go play uh, in Wembley Stadium against the then named Washington Redskins. But I mean, come on now. You're inconveniencing the yes. West Coast fan, the Chief fan that lives in the Central I know. Time Zone, and they and the thing they they're not going to. They might get a better rating compared to all the other, you know, Europe games at nine thirty in the morning on NFL Network. But they're not going to get nearly as big of a rating at nine thirty in the morning on NFL Network as they would at four thirty in the afternoon on CBS. It's just, it's just yes. the way it is. But so, which, which, Jai, you, like you got to read. This is what it is, Jai. Like Dirty said, they know that they have the American audience. They don't care about us because we're gonna watch no matter what. And it's a hundred percent the truth. They know they have me and you, Jai. That's a joke. They, they, I think they feel they've they've pretty much maximized how much money they can get out of the United States. Like, I, I mean. I'm sure there's ways they could probably get a little bit more, but I don't know how much more they can get out of the United States. They so can, they have to. They go- can lower the prices of the Super Bowl tickets. And that's what they. Well, do. but like I said, you can maximize and get more people, and they got to grow the game. The only way to do it is to grow it globally to make even more money. Believe me, Adam Shine said it. Sure. You know, a lot of people don't like Adam Shine. I used to not be a fan of his, but. He said there will be a Super Bowl in London because there will be a franchise that will be in London in our lifetime. It's it's going to happen. There will be a team it's, out there, and they will have the Super Bowl in London. I, Believe me, within five could, years of putting a team out there, there will, the Super Bowl will be in London. They they 
it would be I've it's it's not putting a Super Bowl in London is one thing. It is logist it's gonna be logistically impossible. And I think that's the only reason I because I know they they could if they would, but it's gonna be fucking logistically impossible to to For have what? a fab to have a team in London. It's to, no, be, it's not. Yeah, I think well, that the Jaguars just did it they just did it this year. They no, just did two I, weeks in a row. Yeah, but you know how you, you do think- it, Chai. You have them do like the first four weeks in the states. Then they have eight straight home games, and then they come back, and then they do the next, the rest of the games on the road. And they have like a hub, like maybe you know Jacksonville, because they believe me, they they want to go there, and that you know they keep their little training facilities in Jacksonville, and that's where they are during the road games but like you do it like i said you do multiple weeks so like that they're out there for that that's going to be that's 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 how they'll do it that's going to be a living hell and if the players association agrees to sign off on that shit shame on them honestly i will be rooting my ass off to make sure that that shit does not happen because it because it, it, it is so Fucked up and and such a a a, a, a greedy, in 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 consequential in consequential. You, you say I that fucking hate it. You you say that then then you think when they t- then they tell the NFLPA, oh we're gonna get this much more money because we will be in London and because of the pound, we'll get this much more money and we'll give you this much percentage. So now you'll even have more money for player salaries you think that, they're gonna say no dirty that's part of the problem because the people that run the nfl players association <laughs> have have been walked all over on you know by the by the league its owners and goodell and if they don't stop they're gonna fuck around and ain't gonna be no damn nfl because they're gonna self-implode and fuck up their own product if they don't stop oh please the nfl's not that's not going anywhere Johnny. Oh, yeah it's a shit come on don't hold your don't hold your breath the if, amount of if they, if, they, if they get gritty enough and they and they try hard enough, they they could fucking bankrupt themselves. No, they're even. never gonna. There's they each of these franchises. Look, didn't the Commanders just sell for six billion dollars, Jai? I just right. I didn't stutter yeah, right. Six did. six billion yes. for a <laughs> yes, franchise that sucks. Yeah, that's been one of the worst run franchises in the last twenty years, and. Hasn't done anything since the night they've, you know, haven't done anything since 1990. Haven't been relevant since the 90s, and they they sold for over six billion dollars. There's too much. There's way too much money. They will never, never go bankrupt, Jai, because no matter what, all of us are watching. We complain about the refs. We complain about oh, they're not allowed to hit the quarterback. They're not allowed to do this anymore. It's not really football. But guess what? And we, we complain, we all complain about, I was one of the plans, we complain Thursday night football sucks. I, it's it a waste. It's, it still yeah, does. But guess, guess what? Does. You got the fucking game on right now, don't you, Jai? I'm, I'm literally about 20 minutes away from flipping from the 76ers Bucks game to, uh, to Thursday night. To, yes. So as much as us, all of us complain about how shitty the product is on Thursdays, we all watch. And it was the same, like, uh, you don't watch wrestling, but I'm a wrestling mm-hmm. guy. And 
we complain about how shitty the product is, but yet I still tune in every fucking Monday and every fucking Friday and every pay-per-view and I watch wrestling, even though I complain about it because I, I watch it because when it's great, I think it's great. So it's the same with the NFL. We complain about it, but yet we we're still gonna turn we're gonna tune in every week. So they got us. Now who else got 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 was the fucking Indianapolis Colts Jai. The only uh, thing hold on, I'm reading dirty oh, go ahead. the only thing that could hurt the NFL is parents not letting their kids yep. play football. Well, it's funny that he brings it up because I heard I heard a dog show today and there was a caller who was a, a high school football referee and said that there could be a problem where he referenced some story in Sports Illustrated that I'd somehow missed, but apparently that within their projected like the next five to ten years is going to be the referee sh- uh, shortage, specifically in football, which I saw. And by the way, uh, Dirty, um, all U.S. Pro, uh, pro sports leagues will have teams in other countries in, tw- in 20 years. Well, the other three already do technically, not even technically, they do. They have them in Canada. And yes. the and the and teams like the the NBA probably be the one right after the NFL, you know, that you could say, you know, would go international, but the NHL and MLB can't even can have haven't and can't maximize, you know, making money here in the states. There's no way in hell they're going to be able to go over to go over to Europe and think they can take over Europe the way that the NFL thinks that they can. Major yeah. Major Baseball can they? It took them 50 years to figure out what the hell they're going to do with uh, with the damn Oakland A's. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have problems with teams here in the states. By the time they ever have a team in Europe, it's going to be like 2160, and we'll all be dead. But yeah. anyway, we um, I was just looking at this, right? They they just show their game picks here, Jai. Everyone's got the Bills, which I think the Bills will win. But they all got That's the Bills scoring 30-plus points tonight. Um, if, like, uh, Listen, if Baker Mayfield's <laughs> in a generous mood, maybe. But we That's what I'm saying. Like, have, I mean, I've watched both of these teams. The Bills' offense is in a funk right now. And then the Tampa Bay defense is actually – very good. Uh, I don't see how all of a sudden the bill the Bills are going to wake up and just drop thirty on the Tampa Bay, like you said, unless Baker Mayfield hands them like you know a touchdown or two. So I see the Bills winning. I just don't think it'll be that big. Um, speaking of, let's get to we'll get to the Bills since you know before the game starts here. Um, this past Sunday. In one of the upsets Wait, of the on, year, dirty. Are you talking about the NBA? The NBA already has a team in Toronto. They have the Raptors. Yes, but it's he, he says said Buffalo F- is in Canada, and he said if they he put said about football, in- he said oh. about football. But um, well, didn't we see for years the Buffalo Bills? They had a stretch where they would play their where they would play. Well, they like just a showed or two. At they the just Rogers showed Center. that the Bills did play a game in. Uh, Toronto back I think the last time it was 2012 yeah um, I remember they would play games yeah. at the Rogers Center they just said yeah see um syrup that's actually B Dal in, in case you didn't know Jai he actually is lives in Toronto oh. so um 
But yeah, I knew that. He's a the fellow. He's a uh, the. He's a Steelers fan, but he lives up in Toronto. Which so, which which goes to show you how crazy the and how deep the Steelers fan base runs. Which I saw with them taking over SoFi on Sunday. Yeah. But, yeah. but he like he said, if they put a team in Toronto, they'd sell thirty thousand season tickets, like you know, quick, and then uh, you know, but he said they wouldn't sell it to them. I don't know. But anyway, Let let's get to the Bills. Enough about this international stuff. Let's get to the Bills. Uh, big su- that was probably the surprise of the weekend, don't you think, Jai? Losing to the Patriots. Oh, yes, absolutely. 29-25. I mean, was that Mac Jones to Mike Gusecki for the game-winning touchdown? Yes. Brady um, Gronkowski. I mean, my goodness Well, gracious. let me tell you this. They made Mac Jones look like a, comp- a competent NFL quarterback. Mac Jones, 25 of 30 for 272 and two touchdowns. Like, the game, he- the best game he's ever played in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly his best game of the season, without question. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, are are you worried going in, you know, for the rest of the season moving forward? Um, well, it literally depends on how these next three hours go against Tampa. Because even if they win and they have a similar game to the Giants where their offense, you know, can't get anything going. They have problems in the red zone. They can't score touchdowns. The Buffalo Bills, man. I, I thought when you said it back in the back in January in the play during the playoffs, I thought you know you were exercising in hyperbole and you were speaking it speaking as somebody that can't stand the the Bills as a Jets fan. But it's funny. Every with with every single bad and borderline unwatchable Bills loss, I'm saying to myself, maybe Sarge might be on to something about the Bills basically going on a cold stretch where they don't win, you know, for X amount of time because their immediate window to win a Super Bowl is about to slam shut in your face. But it it literally, to answer your question, it literally all depends on how this game against uh, Tampa goes. Because if they go out there and just vomit all over themselves and play down in competition, and that and Josh Allen turn over the football. It's going to be a, it's going to be you know time to start worrying about the Bills again because yeah. because it's, because and I said it on my show after the Jet and I probably said it on here after the Jets lost Week One. It's like this is not like oh it's a new like with the Bengals you know you can say oh well Joe Burrow. I haven't, but some people say, "Well, the past of oh, Joe Burrow, bad calf with the calf injury." You know, it's like it's like a new, it's like a different, you know, different trend, different issue than last season's going to start with Buffalo. I'm seeing the same shit that I saw last year that got them knocked that got them knocked out of the playoffs. It's like it's a continuation. Like there's like outside of the actual off season itself in terms of like the actual days on a calendar where the Buffalo Bills are not play a football game. It's almost as if, you know, you're watching a TV show and it's the season finale. And then, you know, it either says to be continued or the screen cuts the black. And then the opening scene of the following season, a few months later, 
you know, everyone's still wearing the same clothes in the same standing or sitting or doing whatever in the same position they were when the pre when the season finale ended a few months. I mean, that's what it feels like watching the Bills. They're sloppy on offense. Their offensive line's not that good. They can't run the football unless it's Josh Allen doing it very well worth a damn. Dorsey stinks. I'm tired of, you know, it being, well, well, if Brian Dayball was still there, they wouldn't have these issues. Yeah, nonsense. The bottom line is that is that this falls on Sean McDermott, the head coach. And I yes. said it and I said it on my show prior to the season. I say it again. The fact that they that the Buffalo Bills gave him a contract extension, I understand that they didn't have a conventional season last year with, with literally one of one of the guys on the 53-man roster literally dying on the foot. So I, I understand the real life aspect of, of that. But even before January 2nd, 2023, the Buffalo Bills had their moments where they would play down a competition, Allen would turn over the football, and they kept inferior football teams in games due to their own self-inflicted ineptitude. Yeah. So, I mean... It, it's put up a sh- I don't know why they extended McDermott and he's a head coach. Damn it. I, you can, Dable can be, you know, one of the greatest offensive minds the league has seen since Don Coriel. The bottom line is, is that if he's a head coach, he's the man in charge that got the pay raise and got the uh, extension of, uh, of employment before the season started. The bottom line is it, it starts with him. He's a head coach. He's the leader. It falls on him. And the fact that his teams flat out start these games more times than not, flat, deadheaded, d- devoid of a pulse, it falls on him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I yeah. hear it all the time well, where where teams, you know, where, where teams take on the identity of their head coach. And with the Bills, that 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 applies to a team because I see him, and it's like there's no there's no pulse, there's no. There's there's no edge to them. It's like they they just sit there. They just sit yeah. there, you know, straight face, you know, even keel, too mellow, too you know, mild in their personality. And it's like, come on, you guys are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders with this high flying offense and this quarterback that can chuck a football down the field eighty yards, and you guys are struggling to score points against the damn New York Giants and New England Patriots who stink. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I I think a lot of it has to do with the whole team is built around Josh Allen. And like Crapper was saying when we did the show on uh, Sunday, the only thing consistent about Josh Allen is he's inconsistent. When, when <laughs> he funny. is on, when he's hitting on all cylinders, Josh Allen is probably the second best quarterback in the league. Uh, to me, it's Mahomes. He's number one. That He's at the top, right? But when Allen is playing at his peak and he's really humming he is the second best quarterback in the league and we saw it in that division better, game better than joseph joseph burrow, burrow? i don't think I, so i think he well i mean him and mahomes went head to head in that amazing division game i like i said when he's playing at his best jai i'm not saying i would take joe burrow over josh allen any like you know for a full season mm-hmm. joe burrow's my guy but if you were to just say Josh Allen, he's you know he's going to play his best football game. O- only Patrick Mahomes is the only guy I'm taking over him. But Cause, cause he has yeah, yeah. he has games where he doesn't play his best, a la 
against the New York Jets, then against the Patriots last week, against the Giants. And the thing is, is they've built the team so much around him that when he's not playing at his best, they have nowhere else to go on offense to do something. You know, there's nothing else that they can do to figure out how to score any points. And I think that's where they're stuck. And you're, like I said, you're going to get great Josh Allen performances throughout the season. You might get three weeks in a row like that. And then you're going to get a dud like we did against the Giants, right. like he did against the Jets. That is just going to happen once every four games. Mm-hmm. Just what it is. And you said to me, the window's closed. Even if they win tonight, even if they win in convincing fashion, they win by two touchdowns. To me, the window is closed. <laughs> it's closed. It's closed. It just it there. You know what? There to me, they're the remember the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship, but it's because yeah, like every every team, every team that was better than them had one of their superstars out. Right. The only like they're gonna keep rolling with Josh Allen because he's great, and they're gonna keep it the way it is. The only way they ever win a Super Bowl is if Patrick Mahomes and Burrow is out for the year so they don't have to beat them in the playoffs. Because Josh Allen goes up against them, he's not winning. It's just a fact. What what if what if here's a wild card for you and he's beaten them in the playoffs in the past? Now, granted, he was knocked out of the game halfway through because he was he was concussed, and the offense and the Bills offense for that matter didn't play great in the game either. But do you still have that same feeling of Buffalo in that certain scenario where the Bengals and the Chiefs, you know, you know, their their quarterbacks either have down years or they're injured and they don't play whatever. And the cream of the crop is Buffalo and the Ravens. Do you feel the same way that if Allen has to find a way to beat the Ravens, either on the road at home, Oof. he has to beat the Ravens to get to a Super Bowl. Do you feel the same way about Lamar Jackson let me, being let me, as much of a roadblock as Mahomes and Burrow are? Let me tell you this. If Lamar Jackson continues to play like he did this past Sunday against the Detroit Lions, uh, everyone's going to have a problem with the Baltimore Ravens because Lamar, and I was going to get to this. We get to this now. The Ravens won 38-6 to against the Lions. Lamar, 21-27. For 357, three TDs, and another nine for 36 on a touchdown with his legs. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar is playing unbelievable football. And the other thing is, the Ravens' defense is legit. They are a top five defense in the NFL. And yeah. I, you know, I've seen this because if you haven't noticed, the Jets, the last three times they've played Allen, they've given him fits. Even though we can't do shit at quarterback. Because we're you know going against him with Zach Wilson and Mike White, we're still beating them because our defense gives him fits. And when he plays a good defense, he has a tough time. And I think Lamar would be able to do enough against that Bills defense that the Ravens would beat them. Like I said, I think mm. they're probably they're going to make the playoffs, Jai, unless they have a total meltdown. The Bills, you but mean? The Bills will make the playoffs unless, yeah. like I said, unless they have a total meltdown. But they're at best the fifth best team in the AFC. Who's who's three and four? The Ravens, Bengals, Chiefs. I I still think the Bengals. Bengals I still take the Bengals. Five team at three and three. I'd still pick the Bengals. I like the. I think the Bengals are a good football team, Jai. Not Uh, off. Not off of potential. What you've seen. 
the but I've seen don't this like year. Top, the Bengals don't look like a top five team in the NFL. No, the but um, to me, right, we have enough mm-hmm. of a history with Burrow and the Bengals that I, to me, I have confidence that they will figure it out. And I, I want to say, especially they, Joe Burrow probably should not have started the season. He probably should have been on IR and waited another four weeks before they played him. Now, I know it's hard to do that. He wants to be out there, but you saw with the calf injury, it was not the same offense the first four weeks. And we finally saw what you guys normally look like against the Cardinals. Granted, it was the Arizona Cardinals, but Joe Burrow was moving around. And now you're on the Mm -hmm. bye. I expect to see what I have seen in the past from the Bengals. The only, like I said, the only issue I have with the Bengals is the the schedule is so difficult. Oh, Your schedule ridiculous. is so difficult. It's ridiculous. Is what when, when, when the Texans are no easy game. I mean that, that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, but that's just you're right. They're not an easy. They're not an easy win anymore. Like uh, Miko Ryan's has done a hell of a job, and C.J. Stroud looks like the real deal. So. Um, and I say that's the only thing that I worry about with the Bengals is if the sched- the schedule gets to them. But even if they squeak in as a wild card and they're playing three road playoff games, I don't want to play them. Oh uh, no, well, that well, that's what we disagree because I said on my show yesterday if this if they are if the Bengals are a wild card team, ain't a chance in hell they're making it to the Super Bowl because I don't care. They are because if they are a wild card team, means they're going to have to play. Bare minimum, the the Ravens again probably, and or the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl. Do I like my yeah. Bengals' chances to get? I mean, hell no! I I mean I'm listen. I'm a fan, and they did the unthinkable. Their first ever rodeo and went to Arrowhead and found a way to win. But you can't. That's just because you did it once doesn't mean that that it's it's the way to go all the time. Like you know, I can I can drive home drunk and not and get and not get into an accident or get pulled over by the police. That doesn't mean it's meant to be done on every single occasion. So I mean, it's if they don't win the division and by and in order for them to win the division, they have to go no worse than nine and two. The remaining eleven games. They they six loss six losses and they can bend over and basically kiss their Super Bowl hopes goodbye yeah. because they ain't a chance in hell they're winning the Super Bowl let alone getting back to it as a wild card team and if they do I'd I'd be I you know what Sarge if they get back to the Super Bowl I will retire from this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, doggy over here. All right. I guess my thing, I know yeah. you're looking at it as a fan. I, I here's what I say. Do I think as that right now will the Bengals make the Super Bowl? Probably not. No, it would no. be an un, unbelievable run. But if they make the playoffs and I'm like the Buffalo Bills and I'm hosting the Bengals, I'm not feeling confident about my chances in that game. Like that's what I say, like I'm not like whoever they play. I, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to be playing the Bengals in the playoffs. Like, that's not a team I want to play against. 
So as weird, I also as, this, say, as weird as this sounds, they're a better playoff team than they are a regular season team. Yes. As, so that's what I'm we- saying. As weird as that sounds, they're they're better in January than they they're they're better in January. They're literally the exact polar opposite of the Marvin Lewis Bengals teams. They're better in January than they are in September, and the Marvin Lewis teams are better in September than they are in Jan than they were in January. But yeah. anyway, we were talking initially about the Ravens. Go ahead. Yes, but I do want to say. Soldier Field Heist, thanks for coming back. Uh, Crapper was looking for you on Sunday. He really he really missed you. He was on the show earlier. He said he will be back. I'm sure if you're still around when he comes back, he will be very excited because we know you are a fan of the Crapper. Um, well, here's what I, I want to ask you. We were talking about the Ravens, yeah. and you live in Baltimore, Jai, as everyone yep. knows. Um, 38-6 against the Lions. I have my take in that. The Lions, you know, this was a step up in competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's let's say I still think they are a playoff team in the NFC without a doubt. But, you know, that was like, okay, everyone's talking about, oh, Lions to the Super Bowl. Let's, you know, I think that needs to be pumped the brakes a little bit. The season's not over, obviously, but, you know, they need to figure it out because they got stomped by the Ravens. Right. But what did that game, who did that game, game say more about, Jai? The, the Ravens? Ra- the Ravens. Okay. They said more about the Ravens because it showed me that when the Ravens are on their game, they're as good as any t- they're they're as good as any team in the league, and they play like that on a consistent basis. They're a legit Super Bowl contender. That that's what they because with the, because with the Lions, yes, it was a horrendous loss, but I mean that's the first time the Detroit Lions have gotten punched in the mouth like that in a long time. So and and it was the and it was their first you know because their previous loss was what week two against against the Seahawks that they lost in overtime. So I mean yes. it, shit like that happens. And mm-hmm. I you know it'd be one thing if they you know lost like that to a game you know against the Vikings or the Packers or some other jug, juggernaut NFC team. But they don't play the Ravens. <laughs> but they don't play the Ravens every single year. They play them, what once every? I mean, they every play four years. Them, once every four years is the, yeah. how it usually is. Everyone, every well, it's funny because they had the seventeenth game, and now like they, they may play each other a time in between the four years because they played them in twenty twenty one, and here it is they played them two years later. But the point is that they don't play the Ravens every single football season. They're not in the same division. Yeah. Not in the same conference. And I said on my and I said on my show yesterday, I said the only time the Lions would have to shiver in their boots about the Ravens again this football season is if they played them in the Super Bowl. Which if the Detroit Lions are at the are in a position where they're game planning to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, their season's a win. If they they could yes. play the, they 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 could go to they could lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl seventy to nothing and their season would still be a a a, a, a Monument, monumental success a, for that right, franchise a, yep. a monumental historical success. So if they're in a position where they have to worry about playing the Ravens again this football season, it would mean they're in the Super Bowl and that would be and that would be a rousing success. So. I'm not panicking about Detroit whatsoever. Everybody has a bad loss, and it was their first bad loss in about a year or so. So that said more to me about the Ravens that if they're on their game and Lamar Jackson plays like that, yeah. they're 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 unbeatable and they're as 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 dangerous a football team in the National Football League. Yeah, this guy looks like he is super offsides. Holy shit! 
Yeah. Uh, fifty-six on the. It's a list. lot of guys that are lining up in the damn neutral zone. I, that I don't understand. How in the well, world? Well, I, you know what I think it is, Jai, and and we want to talk about the refs some, right? Mm-hmm. And I liken it to they're getting a little uh, loose with the offensive line as far as where the offensive line is about to line up and. Warrior was complaining about this on Twitter and other guys on the Dolphins, but this has been going on for a while. They call it the, the rock back start. Like, so, you know, the tackle mm-hmm. that, and they've been, but this has been going on for a couple years now, Chai, where the tackle is starting like a, a hair before the ball is actually snapped, but they're not right. calling it a false start. I see it all the time. And, and yes, it but it never they, gets called. By the yes. rule, it should be a false start, but they never gets called. Yes. And to me, I don't want to hear any more complaints about it because everyone gets away with it. It's not just one guy does it and he's the only one that gets away with it. Everybody else gets called. This is a, a league. This is how it's called in the league now. So I don't want to hear about the the rock back false start. But what I think you're talking about is guys lining up in the neutral zone is you see a lot of teams, the guards and the tackles are a little further off the line than they probably are should be allowed to be. Mm-hmm. And what defensive linemen are doing is they're getting closer instead of like looking at the fucking football. They're like, Oh, this guy's like a yard off of the line of scrimmage. I'm going to get closer to him. And I think that's probably part of why we're seeing more guys line up in the neutral zone. That would explain it. Yes. Let's get the refs. uh, And before we go over to the refs, I want to finish with the Ravens. Like you said, it, Mm -hmm. um, Weren't all the fans complaining about new offensive coordinator Todd Mumkin and how the offense looked the same and was not they doing were. that well? Yes, they were. Well, now what do you got to complain want, about now, now, right? Right. Now they want to put Todd Mumkin in the Hall of Fame. I get it. It's, yes. It's just, it, 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 it is what it is. I, mean, I had to sit there and watch that just domination fest when I needed the Lions <laughs> to win. I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. It was yeah. just. And the last thing I need is the Ravens to be some is to be some juggernaut. And and knowing me with my luck, watch the Orioles win 101 games, win a division, they get bounced in the first round. Now watch the fucking Ravens win the damn Super Bowl just to fucking spite me. <laughs> you you fucking want because this is, I don't know what the hell I did. To deserve such such pain, I don't know what the hell my parents did, you know, in an agreement in an agreement to bring me into this. I don't know what the fuck, but this is just how it is. I can never have anything with my sports teams. Can never have anything. I talk all this shit about the Rams and Matthew Stafford, this, that, and the third. Aaron Donald's no LT, this, that. And who is the team that that crushes and breaks my spirit in the Super Bowl? The Rams, the Rams. and Matthew Stafford. So yep. it's just I, I can't have anything. I can't have anything. So I one of these days you just, will, Jai. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's it called, Jai? Uh, I want to get to the refs because I know yes. you got a lot about the refs, and yeah, especially I want to set it up for you. The Colts getting screwed by the refs in the Browns, and that re- that affects you because that's your division, mm-hmm. and now the Browns are four and two as they got gifted a game i mean yes they did i mean what the fuck pj walker's fumbling the football and they mm-hmm. call a whole defensive holding in the end zone 
then a pass interference on a ball that's like 15 feet over a guy's head that's clearly uncatchable, and they call yep. a pass interference. Like I said, basically gifting the Browns a win. On, I mean, what's your thoughts on all of the officiating lately? The officiating on Sunday was some of the worst officiating I've ever seen in all my damn life. I mean, the NFL literally should be ashamed of themselves. And they sit back and they wonder why where all the where the jokes and the conspiracy theories about script and it in the league and the games being rigged or fixed and everything. This is where it comes from. Because you cannot fucking explain to me if you're Sean Smith and his officiating crew, how in the hell fourth quarter, thirty eight seconds to go, in and out was up five. Third and four how the fuck was that illegal contact? Yeah, does the wide receiver make contact with Amari Cooper while he's running his out route after five yards? Yes. But that is extremely fucking ticky, fucking ticky tack, considering the defender was one that ended up on the ground for one. And two, if anything, it helped Amari Cooper run his route better. He, he ran, met the, the, the DB made contact with him, hooked him by his hook, put his hand on his waist, and Amari Cooper ran out of that, and it gave him like a launching pad so he could run himself open in the out route, sitting wide open near the, near the left, near the right ball on an end zone. And they go, oh, a little contact. Oh, that shit really fucking bothered me. And then how? The next play. The next play, first and goal, Donovan Peoples-Jones could have been standing on the shoulders of Aaron Judge and Victor Wimbenyama on top of each other <laughs> like, like they're in the damn circus. And there wasn't a chance in fucking hell he was going to catch that football. P.J. Walker damn near threw that football up the fucking tunnel to the locker room, Sarge. And, and, I, if, and if Peoples Jones isn't looking at the football, he runs his ass right into the fucking wall in the back of the end zone. And they call pass interference. I mean, you got to be kidding me. What football game were they watching? And if you, again, Sean Smith and your officiating crew, you got to answer for this shit. Because you, because you can, I understand missing a call. I understand it. But it blows my mind how... Giving them the benefit of the doubt, painfully incompetent these assholes and these stripes are. We sit here and we watch the games, let the coaches coach and the players play. Nobody sits down, pays the money, the PSLs goes through all the bullshit to go to the games in person, and we don't sit down on Sunday afternoons, weeks at a time throughout the throughout the fall and the winter to watch you officiate a football game. It was a joke. The illegal contact was ticky-tack as hell via, you know, like Bradbury in the Super Bowl. And then this one, the following play with the passing and the fence, the ball is fucking uncatchable. He threw it out of bounds. Border, at least from the way I viewed it, P.J. Walker threw that ball out of bounds. He saw nobody was open, didn't, knew he couldn't take a sack because I don't think Cleveland had any timeouts remaining. So he says, well, I don't, I can't get sacked. And nobody's open, and I can't take a, a intentional grounding penalty because it's going to be a loss of down minus ten yards, and oh by the way, a ten second runoff. So let me just shut the ball up the up the damn tunnel into the locker room, and they call and they throw the fucking flag for that. I mean, unbelievable how awful his crew was. You wow, 
You're so angry, Jai. That wow. pissed me off. I oh see my it. God, that that, that, that see that it pisses problem. you off. Uh, but on the positive in that game, ah, uh, how good is Miles Garrett, Jai? Damn good. He, he. I mean, it's funny. You don't hear a whole lot of conversation about Aaron down this, Aaron down that, no more. No, no, no. It, it's still T.J. White and Miles Garrett, the cream of the crop in terms of. Uh, your best pass rushers in the National Football League. He is. I listen. I know all about him because every single time we play him, he kicks our ass oh, time yeah. and time again. So you don't he have to tell almost, me about Miles Garrett's greatness. Yeah, he almost he almost single handedly won that game with like what two sacks, a blocked field goal. Didn't he have a strip sack that resulted in a touchdown? Like no, guy almost won, won the game by himself. He went crazy. Yeah, he, he was absolutely he was sensational in the game. Now, too bad it was it was him that was the only member of the Cleveland Browns defense, you know, that 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 you know played a lick of defense in the game because they gave up thirty something points to fucking Gardner Minshew of all people. But oh yeah, I mean. Uh, the the Cleveland the only thing that's going to stop Cleveland is this well, quarterback fiasco that might ensue with Deshaun Watson and will it is. he play, won't he play he's out this with, he's but. already out this week Jai already out this they've already ruled him out this week they say he's got like a torn rotator but he doesn't need surgery like who the hell no he they might sit him the rest of the year who knows it's like you said I mean. Looking back, is that's I mean, it's already you know we're already only one and a half years into it, but that might be one of the worst trades in the history of professional football. Plus, you you knew that trade was going to come back to bite him in the ass the day that they made it. Yeah, that and they signed him to a fully guaranteed contract at two hundred forty million, and now with all this, and I hear he's causing problems in a locker room a little bit too. You know they can't even cut this guy, Jai. Yeah, no, they can't cut. They're stuck with him. Do you know how much the cap hit is if they cut him? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Sixty-four they're million. Yeah, they 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 they're, they're stuck with him. So you're paying Which him I, the money, and I, don't, and I don't know why you did for a quarterback that what has won one playoff game in his life. I mean, come on now. And he and and did we? I understand that we go ahead and we blame Bill O'Brien for for everything, and rightfully so. But he was the quarterback of the Texas team that forgot how to play football in the second half against Kansas City. During that uh, first, during their first Kansas City's first playoff game of their Super Bowl run, yes, I mean, did we forget that? But no, Deshaun. I mean, Deshaun Watts. Oh my God, Mike! Oh, stop, please, yeah. please. I just, I, I think it's and he and he sits and the thing that blows. Sorry to cut you off, but the thing that really blew me about him is that he sits out a year and he and he expects that he's not gonna, you know. He lost a year of his prime, and people just glossed over that, which I didn't understand. Go ahead. You know what? It's because I can sympathize with uh, the Cleveland Brown fan base, Jai, because as a New York Jets fan, we haven't had a quarterback in forever. And when something like that happens – you'll give up anything to get a guy that you think might be the guy. And, you know, the Browns probably thought we've seen enough from what he did in tech in Houston, that this guy we think is a top five guy. 
So we'll give up all this stuff and pay him all this money because obviously we can't draft a guy on our own to come in here. So I I can sympathize with I understand what it's like because you know we I've dealt with that too and we gave up a lot for Rodgers for basically even if he was healthy this year you have this it's like we knew it was a two-year rental we still gave up a lot you know um for a guy that's only going to be on the team for two years but that's what you have to do when your franchise is like that you know not everyone Mm -hmm. can have a Carson Palmer then an Andy Dalton and then a Joe Burrow now you haven't won a Super Bowl with any of those guys but Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. is special Andy Dalton was I I want to say Andy, was, Dal- Andy Dalton was a good regular season quarterback in January. He in January and in prime time, not named Thursday night football, he was an abject failure. Yeah. Well, I was to say, I think he was an above average starter in the league. And, you know, Marvin Lewis, they could not they could just never get over the hump in the playoffs. And to me, you had Carson Palmer, and if he doesn't get hurt in that playoff game on the first drive i think i thought the Bengals would have went to the super bowl that year and then who knows and well i was too young for the year that i think should that should have been the Bengals super bowl year was 10 years later in 2015 if andy dalton hadn't broken his thumb and the reason why i say that is because andy dalton that year until he broke his thumb in that game in early december against pittsburgh he literally stats back it up that was the best season of andy dalton's career yeah I'm gonna say that year with Palmer, they were a super, they were gonna to me they were going to the Super Bowl, and then he broke his leg, and then you know he wasn't the same with the Bengals until, and then he wasn't the same in his career after. So you don't like if he doesn't break his leg, who knows how much towards, success towards they have? Meniscus, but yeah, yeah. Well, he got fucked up. I just know that mm-hmm. it was bad. So you know, like you haven't had Super Bowl success, but you've you've seen you. Yeah, I've known that you have a competent quarterback for, for well, the last 20 what years. Try, yeah, no, what you're trying to say is that we haven't had Super Bowl success, but we've had regular season success. We've been a relevant, competitive team in the regular season That's a that's yes. been a playoff contender that's, that's yes. won our with, division and things And with, like, comp, like I said, competent starting quarterback that you're not like, what's going to happen in this next play? Because I don't know what this guy's going to do. Like, you haven't had problems with that. So... Like I said, with the Browns, I think I saw a stat. <laughs> like they showed some stat. Like they haven't they had something like the most starters, different starters at quarterback in the last like twenty years in the NFL. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Tim Couch and 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 what's the guy's name? Brandon. Oh, Whedon I can't and all of them. Man. I can't name all the guys. But and and, so, and Soldier Field Heist. First of all. We're not wasting such time with Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift's handshake. I nearly had a I nearly had a brain aneurysm losing my shit over that <laughs> in my podcast the other day. So I'm not doing it again. And the phrase blew me is look it up in the Urban Dictionary. When somebody says yo really he really blew me with that. Like he like that slang for he really pissed me off or he really bothered me or annoyed me. That's yeah. that's Gen Z slang. I ain't into whatever the fuck Dwight Howard's concerning himself with nowadays. You can, yeah. you can keep that shit to himself. Anyway. But was it uh wasn't Derek Anderson a quarterback for them too? Yes, he was. Yes, uh, uh, like 2007. Yeah. Yes, that you know, of course, like he had a great year, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is the guy." Like, I'm just saying, like, 
even with the Jets, we had the one Fitzpatrick had one good year, and you're like, oh, this is the guy. And it's like, no, the guy sucks. He's a journeyman quarterback for a reason. He he just had one lucky year. Same thing with Derek Anderson. It's just, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, the Bengals have had much more success when it comes to the Q position than the 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 Browns. And that's why I can understand you overpaying for a guy that is going to turn out not to be worth it, which is unfortunate for them. But um, to me, that wraps it up for week seven, Jai. Any, you know, we didn't talk any Bengals and Jets because luckily yeah, uh, yeah. stress-free. How, how good was it to watch football this last week with no stress? I wish it was stress-free, but then I saw the ref ball bullshitting in the, in, the, <laughs> in the Colt game, and then I watched the Chiefs and Charger game, and they put on the television 90,000 fucking times Taylor Swift in the fucking booth. It's just, it's, it, it, it's enough. It's it's enough. Well, you let's know, talk about that real quick. Not about oh, Taylor, but I mean, the Well, why is Brandon Staley still employed? Like it's, it's to the point where it's not even like funny anymore. It, it, it low key pisses me off because how in the world is this useless, dumb bum of a coach st- still have a job? I I was not exer- exercising in hyperbole when I said this. Brandon Staley is one is the dumbest. Human being I've ever seen man the sidelines as an NFL head coach ever. I, I don't know. Rich yeah. Cotite was before my time. I was going to say there's Rich Cotite and ever. then there's also Adam Gase. I don't know. It get I, hard to get worse than those two. But you're right, Staley. How he's employed, I have no idea. But what I wanted to get to was Justin Herbert. Um, is there a guy more? Like overrated than Justin yes. Herbert oh, right God. now? Yes, he is uh, overrated, and we can't sit up here and say, "Well, is it his responsibility because the because the Charger defense is bad?" Well, no, but and that's not his responsibility. But what what did they score? What, what let me, Sarge? Do, do you have the score of how many points the Chargers defense? I want to say they scored seven. It was they like twenty four seventeen at the half, and I don't was, think the Chargers scored again. And they didn't score again in the entire second half. They didn't score, and the Chiefs turned over the fo- Blake David whatever the fuck. I think his name is Blake Bell. The the, yes, the number Blake two Bell. tight end on the Chiefs. The, didn't he fumble? And give the charge. Did they score on that position? No, they did. Her- he was seventeen of. Th- oh, he got set five times through two interceptions. How did he do against the Cowboys the week the week before? I must have missed it. Uh, oh, he had a fourth- bad. He had a bad game too. He, uh, he scored. How many points he scored? Oh, he scored seventeen points against the Cowboys. He threw an interception that iced the game. He was, matter of fact, let's go back and see how they played, how Herbert played in in week one against against the Dolphin defense. When he had an opportunity to march down the field and he threw a fucking oh. intentional well, ground and he yeah, got Yeah, he got sacked like three, yeah. He did yeah. nothing on that last drive to do anything to put them in right, position. Right, 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 right. How did he do against the damn Saints who are a complete waste of time? How did he he scored. Oh, that was preseason. Um, sorry, but uh, I mean, how in the let's uh, how many points he only scored twenty four against the Raiders defense, which is t- I mean, come on. I mean, he he lost to the fucking Titans in week two, twenty seven to twenty four. I mean, he's got talent. Don't get me wrong. He's no scrub, but c- can we take him? And I don't want to hear this bullshit either. Well, he's going to be he's being Philip Rivers nonsense. 
you can still thrive with a piss poor head coach and a bad defense. Yeah. Don't don't I don't, I don't no ex, no more excuses. We're gonna sit up here and we talk about Herbert and all the conversations with Herbert better than bro. Herbert better than better than bro. My ass. Okay, please. If you want to talk not, about talent, and he's not better than Tua. He's not better than Tua either. Right. He's he's not. He's the third. He's the third best. He's not better than Jalen Hurts. Got drafted in the same draft. He's so he's not better than Burrow. He's not better than Tua. He's not better than Jalen. He's the fourth best quarterback out of the four he, he, he he's he's at the bottom of the barrel now i'm not saying he can't do anything as the 50 yard field goal gets blocked um i'm not saying he can't do anything to change that um but as of right now he's he's not as good of a quarterback as everybody thought he was yeah. going to be at least to start and certainly not as not as of right now and the proof he, is in the pudding there was there he's and the don't and it's like that he hasn't had opportunities to he's been given times the bell the charges out of the charges defense and staley's idiocy he's been given opportunities to and, bail yep. both on both the courts bailing out of his up short. confidence with you know blessing him with the with with his high intelligence why he was drafted to the team in the first place and he's come up short every single time and i yep. understand we blame staley and his overrated pathetic waste of my damn time defense for the collapse against the charges but again the thing and it's not just with him we can blame coaching staffs and we can blame the defenses all day long for these tremendous second half collapses in these in these football games the bottom line is if the quarterback what's the quarterback's excuse so the quarterback can play well so let me get this straight the quarterback can play well for a half the defense can play well for a half but if the defense collapses in a second half they they get their feet held to the fire Yet, if the quarterback does does nothing to stop the bleeding, and they take their foot off the gas as well, what they get they get no sense of the blame. It drives me crazy when I hear people make that excuse for Matt Ryan with twenty eight to three. I don't want to hear it. The the de- oh, it's a it's yeah. a it's a collective team effort in, mm-hmm. in the, with, with 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 the uh, choking fuck ups. Yeah, I would say he when you said when he comes to games on the line, he's not delivering. To me, he's getting into like the Jeff George and Jake Cutler territory, Jai. Like a immense, strong, but geez. Well, I'm Jeff just saying George. immense talent, but can't do anything with it. Like, here's something. Like, not there's no denying Herbert's got an arm, man, and he could throw a laser and he could fit the ball like through a keyhole. You know, he's he could put it in places that a lot of guys can't. But it just seems that's the only throw he knows how to make is a laser beam. You know, can I can I get a little air under the ball so that you know, my defender can run, my my receiver can run under the ball and catch it. Do I have to have a laser beam every time the ball is thrown, Jai? Yeah, can no. I, can I get a little touch? A little touch. You know? I, I don't know. Does he think he's, you know, in the next Mission Impossible movie? I mean, why does every ball coming out of his hands got to be a fucking laser? I don't know. He watched too much, too much NFL blitz. He wants the fire, like he wants the fire coming off the ball when he throws right, it. Like he, you know? like he's in the, like he's at fucking Dave and Buster's trying to get the highest scores so he can get the most uh, tickets at the end. <laughs> I mean, come on, like come, come on, motherfucker, take some, take a little bit of the edge off the ball. I know. So I'm just, we get it. You have a strong arm, and if you played baseball, you could throw a hundred one mile an hour fastball as a starting pitcher. This ain't yep. fucking MLB the show. Stop. I just think he games. needs to he needs to start getting the same criticism guys like Tua, Lamar, and Allen get. 
because people talk about him in the same sort of category as those guys, and he's nowhere close to them as far as production and what he's done with his teams, you know. So I think he needs to get a little more criticism. It's like you said, it stopped with the whole, it's all Brandon Staley's fault. Do I think he would be better without Brandon Staley? Yes, but like you said, there's there's things he could do to help stop the, the dumbness of Brandon Staley. So Right, yes. and that's my point. Yes, I agree. All right, let's move on to week eight, Jai. And we'll start we'll start with your team because your game is very interesting. Yes, um, it is. You guys are traveling to San Francisco to play a 49ers team who's now coming off back-to-back losses. They look a, they look a little human. You know, not they're not world beater. They don't look like the world beaters they did after the Cowboys game. And oh, as Tristan Wirfs is out of the game, oh, that's not good for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Their best uh, lineman is out, um, starting left tackle this year. Um, no Brock Purdy this week, though, Jai, as he has entered concussion protocol, and you will be facing Sam Darnold. Um, Which how do you feel about? Me. It scares you, huh? Well, you know why. You remember the Mike White game. And and what oh. and what and what day, what period of the calendar year did that Mike White game happen? Uh, it Late in October on Halloween to be specific. It's yep. not on fucking Halloween, but it's it close is enough. pretty it, it, it is pretty fucking close. Last year they played a road game against Jacoby Brissett against the Cleveland Browns Monday Night Football and got embarrassed. Bengals playing on Halloween against backup quarterbacks, that shit that shit. Has, keeps me up at night, and it'll be <laughs> and it'll, and of course it'll be us at a game that we have to have with Tony Romo bumping his gums, uh, you know, narrating this shit, and it'll be a backup quarterback in in the in the bust. At least we thought, Hedy. At least we thought in terms of his career with the Jets, it's Sam Darnold from USC, and he and he cars up our defense. It looks like Joe Montana. This has fucking thirty five to ten. San Francisco 49ers written all over it, and I am nervous as hell. I am so nervous as hell because if the Bengals just want to prove to me, say, you know what, damn it, we're a Super Bowl contender. We can still win AFC North. We still, by by some miracle, can have can at least get the two seed. They have to win this game. They have to win this game and then beat Buffalo the week after. It's just, it's no more excuses. Put up or fucking shut up. I'm tired. No more excuses. But they've had the bye week. They've gotten themselves together. They've cleared their head. It's enough. I need, I need to see, I need to see unique offensive play calling and diverse offensive play calling from Zach Taylor and Callahan. I need to make sure that Taylor doesn't, you know, doesn't doesn't get stupid when he decides to go for it on fourth down and goes for it on fourth down when it's time for him to go for it on fourth down instead of either punting the ball or settling for fucking field goals. I need the offense to be smooth. I need it to be in a rhythm consistently, not just the first drive of the game or in the first half, 
consistently all four quarters we talk about the Ravens need to see a complete six minute game from them I need to see a complete six minute game from the Bengals I need the Bengals defense not let CMC run all over them I, I don't I don't I, come on it's put up or fucking shut up time you 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 find a way to fuck up this game you lose the same Donald you deserve no playoffs you deserve no division title you deserve no Super Bowl you can bend over and kiss your fucking season goodbye and for and for and for the people that don't like me getting on Zach Taylor, doggy, I'm talking to you. Be prepared because I every single Monday afternoon I will scream till I'm blue in the face about about Zach Taylor because damn it, he's a head coach. He sets the fucking tone, and if he allows his team to come out flat, deadheaded, and lethargic against another backup quarterback again on the road and a game that they have to have and a game that they gotta win. It falls on his shoulders. Let me ask. I wanted to ask you after great tirade there, Jai. Um, have the practice reports on Burrow? How yeah. how does he look coming out he's of fine. the bye? He, he's okay. fine. So he's they're fine. saying is he a hundred? Is he finally like a hundred percent? I mean, if you were to get zero to a hundred, he's ninety eight percent, which is okay. basically. So I'm just saying he's going to be. Yeah. probably the healthiest I, and, he's been all season, right? Right. Mm -hmm. okay. And I even read a report that, you know, in practice today that they um, were running, that they were, you know, Burrow was lining up under center, which he hasn't been able to do, which, okay. which again, I need to see some of that shit. And I need to see Joe Mixon getting the football. I mean, literally, yeah. the, the the if we end up winning this game on Sunday, they should – Pick up the phone and 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 send a thank you note and personally through the through the telephone uh, phone call call up the Vikings and Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins and tell them thank you because they literally gave them a blueprint on how to beat the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. They gave yep. them a damn blueprint on how well, to beat them. Well, so, and if they don't, they don't deserve shit. Yeah, call up the Ravens. Should, should thereafter. be an excellent. Right, should be an the excellent game. Yeah, it will. And uh, with Tony Romo with his yap, God help me. But if then if they find a way to fuck these two games up, Buffalo next week on Sunday night and on Sunday, if if they're three and five, they might as well pick up the phone and give a personal congratulatory uh, message to Harbaugh, Lamar, and the Ravens and congratulate them on winning the division. Yep. Because they've three and five, they're not winning shit. No. That's yeah. They can too, they it's can too too yeah. tough in the AFC if you're three and five to then try and make a run. Because right. there's too and many too many good teams and too many teams like just in the middle jumbled up that you'd have to jump over. So Right. Yep. Right. Um You're right. We're not gonna do Raiders and Lions because who cares? And Crapper's not here. So fuck that. Um the only game I like, I looked through the schedule. Even though we have all thirty-two teams playing, uh, not too many good games on the no. schedule. Mm -mm. Jai, a lot of no. good teams versus bad teams. No real, you know, unless you consider the Jaguars a good team. Uh, well, that's well. Let me look at it here. I mean, well, I want Ram Rams and Cowboys has little interest, but it's not a big time football game. Jaguars Steelers that game is a little bit inflated because I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't aren't don't they're not that the good. I so I heard something today, game. Jai. Browns uh, and Seahawks is a good football game though. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Those are the other like 
teams above 500. But I saw today, Jai, so Steelers, like you said, Steelers are a little overrated. Um, you know that they're getting outgained by, an on average, 100 yards per game. It's just the defense is making – TJ Watt and the defense are making so many big plays that it's yep. bailing the inept offense out. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of inept offense, how about the Bills? Fourth and goal, they go down there and get nothing. Oh, they, I don't know. I'm a little behind. I see fourth oh, and goal. Sorry. Looks like they're going to go for it. it. This, yeah, they're it. going for it. My thing is, like, well, let me watch this play. Let me see what they do here. Allen, and you're throwing, knocked away. I mean, Nicobe Dean, if you really wanted to, you probably could have picked that off and ran it for a touchdown. He yeah, just he swatted really it. I think he yeah. could. It looked like he like he had a beat on it. Like, he could have picked that off. But, um... Here's what I'll say. I mean, you have Josh Allen, who is six foot six, and what is he like two fifty? Like he's 240. a two forty. Yeah. Well, basically, like my wife just said, he is a linebacker playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's got Cam Newton's build, right? Yeah. Like, how don't you just sneak it? Yeah. Sneak it with him two times in a row. Yeah. If if you're like right, if you're down on the goal line. And third and one, they went with Latavius Murray. Like, why don't you just sneak it with Josh Allen two times and, in a row? And even if Dalton Kincaid catches that ball, there's no guarantee he gets into the end zone. Yeah. But um, Jets-Giants. Oh, I know that's a, no one else in America cares about that game outside of the tri-state area. I mean, you guys will make that game out to be the Super Bowl. Because of the whole New York, New York thing. I mean, you want to talk about if if the if the Jets didn't have so much weren't didn't have such a so much of a better roster compared to the Giants, I'd be tempted to say that game is nothing more than the battle of mid. But you, New York, is going to make that game out to be the damn Super Bowl. So I know it's a big game up in your neck of the woods. Um, I think as long as Zach Wilson doesn't fuck you guys over, you guys could win that game by. Honestly, win that game by thirty. I mean, I could legit <laughs> see a thirty-one to nothing blowout. Ah, and if Daniel okay. Jones was playing in the game, you guys would probably win by fifty. He, that guy is so incompetent. Yeah. Here's what I'll say, Jai. Um, I think the New York media makes it out to be, and then you have giant. I think delusion. You have delusional fans on both sides, but you got delusional yes. Giants fans who now. And Crapper's one of them too, that think Tyrod Taylor is like this great quarterback, and he's the answer, and he's gonna. Which he's not. He's just say, better than Daniel Jones, and that ain't saying much. Yes, but as I'm saying, and oh, we played the Buffalo Bills tough, and oh, and we beat the Washington Commanders. I'm it's sorry, stank. the Commanders. The Commanders suck. All right, let's pump the brakes on the New York Giants. All of a sudden now being a good football team. Now, I, I'm i going to admit I was wrong because I said that the Giants would be a playoff team and I thought they were good. This roster is terrible. I mean, you got Evan Neal, who's a turnstile. Justin Pugh, who against the Bills was able to pull it off, but he, I mean, uh, what's his face, was living in the backfield. Uh, Chase Young? Yep. Chase Young was living in the backfield. I want to say Tyrod got sacked at least five times, and it's just the commander's offense could not do anything. Like you said, 
if Zach Wilson just doesn't turn the football over, our defense will do enough. He got sacked. Tyrod Taylor got sacked four times. Yes, time. but he. I think he was under duress like more than fifty percent of the time. Like mm-hmm. it was just, you know, nonstop. And I want to say Pew also had like a couple, like a false start, and then I think he had like two holds too. Like he was. It could have been even worse. So, like you said, the Jets have the far superior talented roster to the New York Giants. This is. I'm not saying this is a must win football game we're not at that point in the season yet but if you're the new york jets and you're serious about being a playoff team mm-hmm. this you have to win this game i'm not saying you got to blow them out but you have to win whether the you know but i think you know you got to win you put 17 20 points on the board and hold them to me the giants should score no more than 10 points with our defense and how poor that offense is no more than 10 points i don't think there's too much to ask you know that's just, you know, especially the giant. I mean, with Tyrod Taylor, they scored nine against the Bills and they put up 14 against the Commanders and then looked terrible. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think, you know, keep them under 10, you score 20, and then we get out of there. Get out of there with a win. And to me, it's not it's not a big deal. It's not like this isn't the Super Bowl. It, you know, it's the fake Snoopy Bowl or whatever, but whatever. That's, That's what the they're calling it. Well, that was what they used to call it in the preseason was once they – Moved to MetLife, they called it the Snoopy Bowl. Is Snoopy even the official mascot of MetLife anymore? I don't even. Ah, uh, I don't know, but remember, he was when we were younger. Jai, I, uh I, he might not be the mascot of MetLife anymore, but so it used to be the Snoopy Bowl. But whatever. I, I need to see a Jets victory. You know, I, I know. Like I said, it's not a must-win game. And look, see. Look at this. I just showed. They just did a QB sneak with Josh Allen on a third and one, and he got six yards. Where was that at the goal line? Yeah. Now, now, ah. stu- now stupid shit like that, you can blame on the offensive coordinator. But even then, McDermott's the boss. Why didn't he say, hey, Dorsey, you know, uh, uh, fucking, you know, we have we do empty set spread shotgun formation you on, know, fourth, on and, fourth and goal. Well, not even that. On third and, you did on third and one, too. Right, like, from the one-yard line? What are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the season for the Jets. I'm not a delusion. Like, there's delusional Jet fans out there that are saying, oh, the Jets are going to win the division now after they saw the Dolphins and Bills' performances last weekend. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot. Our, our margin of error is so much slimmer than these other teams because – we're handicapped on offense with Zach Wilson. Right. Not to say that he he's much better, but you know, well, it's not like Zach Wilson. We're like, oh, he can go out there and put thirty on the board for us. So the right. margin of error is short. Where the Dolphins, you know, hey, the defense doesn't have to be that good because we know two is going to put thirty on the board tonight. Or same with the Bills. Josh Allen's going to put thirty as Josh Allen runs in a tight. Ooh, I was close. He ran it in, but he stuck it out and let them knock the ball away from him. Uh, that was very close, Jai. But I think he, you're ahead of yeah, me, so it's probably good. Gonna, yeah, it's good. Make an extra point. Bass is up, and the Bills are up 10 yeah. to nothing. So I'm not delusional where I think we're going to win the division. But with what we've seen in the AFC so far and the performance from last week, 
well, a week and a half ago now. The Jets can make the playoffs, Jai. They could. They play, you know? And as then a wild I think. Card, as a wild yeah, card. I don't think they're, they're not winning the division, but I think it's a wild card. And then I think if they make the playoffs, they are a team other teams aren't going to want to play because they play smash mouth defensive football. They're going to punch you in the mouth. And a lot of, you know, teams don't want to play those type of teams come playoff time because they're they're tough outs. You're not you're not going to get an easy game against the Jets. It's going to be a battle, a dogfight. So, you know, let's see what happens. I would um, love I would love if if it's a scenario where either the Bengals are a wild card team or uh, don't make the playoffs. I would absolutely love for you guys to walk in the fucking Arrowhead <laughs> with Zach Wilson. Hey, the Arrowhead or come down here to Baltimore and humiliate either the Ravens or the Chiefs. I would laugh from playoff game. from oh your lips God. to God's ears. Let Jai, me tell you please. something. I would, especially if it was the Ravens, I'd never let them hit the end of it. I'd be like, <laughs> your last two home playoff, really, like your last three. Your last three home playoff games, you've lost to Phillip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill, and Zach Wilson. Explain. <laughs> oh, the Bengals don't have yeah. any Super Bowls. Yeah, but in the Burrow, Zach Taylor era Bengals teams, we've never lost home playoff games to inferior quarterbacks either. Yeah. Well, you guys almost lost to Tyler Huntley. Well, yeah, but we didn't. So yeah. shut the fuck up. I mean, I guess I'd here's. Have, I'd have a field day. Yeah. Here's what I'll say is I know that the Jets can play with the Chiefs because we've seen it. They weren't embarrassed and it did they weren't and it wasn't like they were an inferior team. So I think that's something that I can at least we can hang our as a Jets fans, we can hang our hats on is that we're we can go in and we can hang with these teams. We're not gonna I'm not worried about us getting blown out. So lock the refs in the closet and you can beat them. Yeah, very true. Because we did get screwed by the refs, but you know, hey, it is. I, I did. I did also admit that yes, I'm sure it was a penalty, but you're not calling it all game, and now it's that's ticky tack when you don't call it all game, and then you call, it, and then especially when you wait for to see that the ball's intercepted, and then you throw the fucking flag. To me, very, very ticky tack. But you know, hey, shit happens. We'll move forward. All right, as we will move forward with this program too, Jai. Uh, I think we will be back next. I don't have anything planned for next Wednesday. No uh, random wrestling events yeah. next next Wednesday. So I think we'll be good to go for next Wednesday, ladies now, and gentlemen. Now, do you want me to? Now, unless we have any. Yes, I know the Bengals are in last place and Steelers are four and two. So fucking I, delu, what the f- delusional? How am I a delusional Bengals fan when I come on this program every single week and say that this team stinks? I know the Bengals stink. I know they're in last place. You know good and damn well that the Pittsburghs here is not a good football team. They're a football team that wins with a lot of smoke and mirrors and bullshit and high-end talent, you know, of the few great players they do have. But they're not a great football team. Not a good football team. Are they better than the Steelers? Even though, Or, excuse me, are they better than the Ravens? Now, I understand that they beat the Ravens, but are they a better football team? 1-53 than the Ravens. The answer is no. Are they a better team than the Miami Dolphins? The answer is no. Are they a better team than the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars? The answer is no. Are they a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs? Hell no. So they're a fraudulent 4-2 and two football team. You know what, though, Jai? Don't listen to the Nightmare Doctor because you know what he is? He's a delusional Cowboys fan. Because I can, so. because me, as a Bengals fan, 
I can recall chapter and verse the years where the Bengals had a good September and October, like we've mentioned, under Marvin Lewis, where they're four and two, five, where they're a four and two, um, you know, five and one football team, and they collapse in November, December, and their true colors come to come to light, and they end up missing the playoffs and going seven and nine. So and there goes JP co-signing because he's a he's a delusional Cowboys fan too. Now, do we have anything more to touch on? Do you want, because I know that you said, do you want my uh, hotties list tonight or do you want to wait until we have Crapper on? Let's wait till we have Crapper okay. to do the the hotties list. Okay. Do, by, uh, by the way, I'm into, um, do we have any other football items to address or no? Uh, I don't, yeah, but see, yeah, next week says syrup. No, that, I mean, what other, fo- uh, let me, because I, I want because yeah, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's no trade. There's nothing major on the trades or anything. I think we have um, like put. I think we've touched on everything that was pretty major in the NFL. Mm-hmm. God, went wide open. Holy shit! Um, because I wanted to ask you, what was your? And this has kind of like been like the sports, you know, item of the sports. A story of the week, if you will. What is your take on this whole thing with Doggy and the Diamondbacks? <laughs> I'm, interested, oh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I did not think he was going to retire no matter what. I think that was just, you know, he really did think the Phillies were going to win, and he said it, but, you know, he's not going to retire. Um, I do hope... I did listen to a little bit of him in Stern, and he's talked about, you know, I guess he's got to wear the bikini, the Diamondbacks swimsuit, and then wear the sign that says, I'm a douche. I think they need to do that. So, and I think it's also, I mean, I think it's brought more attention to the game because, let I mean, let's be honest, Jai, um, if, yeah, I, I know exactly where you're going with this. Go ahead. If you're not a diehard baseball fan, does the Texas Rangers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks do anything for you? The answer is no. Considering no. that the Diamondbacks won 84 games and were the last team in the National yes. League. You know what else, Jai? Because yes. my neighbor was telling me this. He said he saw an article in the news, like on the news down here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Do you know that... You live out which, by the way, do you, let me just for clarification. Do you live close to the Philly or New York now? Philly, I'm like 30, 30 minutes from Philly. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. that's why I complain about the when oh, you yeah, sent me yes, the fucking that's... yes. Um, <laughs> so he tells me there's an article yeah. that Philly fans are buying up tickets to the NLCS games in Arizona so the stadium won't be full. Like, they're not going to go. They're just buying up the tickets. Right. So I look. I looked on Ticketmaster, Jai. They they couldn't sell out. They, were stand, they weren't resale tickets, Jai. These were standard, regular tickets on Ticketmaster. And yep. do you know what the price was? They were, I know they were like, they were dirt cheap. $70. Yeah, yeah for a Do you think... You could get a ALCS ticket to the Baltimore Orioles for seventy fucking dollars. Oh, I fucking paid a hundred and thirty dollars 
for game one of the ALDS that if it were a game in if I if I went the Rangers were here in late May if I would have if I would have chose to go to an Orioles Rangers regular season game when they were here the first time back in May to sit where I sat it would have cost me about 40 bucks where did you to go to the play I sat in section 78 which is right on the left field corner Field but is level, it upper, lower deck, or that's, upper? That's that's lower. That's lower deck. That's that's field level. About but in the but in the outfield, you said mm-hmm, in the outfield, right? Yeah. In, right inside the left field field. If I if I would have chose to go to any of the three games when they were here in the regular season, that ticket from where I sat regular season would have cost me forty dollars for a playoff game. It cost me a buck thirty. Yeah, I mean, say you got an NLCS and you can't. You mean to tell me you can't sell out? Yeah. Like, and it's not like, like I said, up in New York and Philadelphia, Jai, like NLCS tickets to go to a Mets game is probably $200 oh, for anywhere in the fucking stadium. And, they'll, and they, they'll sell out. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me an NLCS and it's not even $100 and you can't fucking sell out? Yeah. If, if the team, if they won't even go to the games, what makes, why would I even, why would I even turn it on to watch? Right, yeah. And, and, and it's that, and it's you know the players that are on the team. I mean, I get, and it's a small, and it's like a small market type, of, small market type of deal. As somebody thinks they're trying to be uh, Miles Garrett 2.0, pulling off helmets and shit. Why? How the fuck is the punter? Is the punter getting involved in a skirmish? Shit, your ass down somewhere. My God. Mm. Anyway, but to the point, and and like my thing is that. I, and I told Dog this when I called in today. I told him, I said, this is one of the most brilliant yet peculiar and dumb decisions of your career. Because, and you guys know how much I lo- love and admire and look up to Dog. But mm-hmm. he knows good, but he knows that he, I mean, he said it himself. He said he that Lavelle tells me that he wasn't the most popular person within the Diamondback locker room. So 95% of the MLB players constituency doesn't like him. And the base and especially the younger baseball fan and just the younger sports fan in general outside of the confines of first take don't like him. So why so why would he do why would he back himself into a corner to where people are going to you know, I mean, you had somebody from Phoenix, Arizona, literally like make it seem like that that doggy like broke a law because he came back because he didn't officially retire. I'm like, come on. and 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 I sit up here and I was like, really, dude? Like, this is what you're gonna do? You're gonna hold, do? You know, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, Jai, hold on, Jai. Is Kyle Allen the backup on the Buffalo Bills? Uh, let me Google that. To Josh Allen? Let me see. Uh, yes, he is. Um, he was warming up on a sideline. He's warming up. Did what? I legit legit thought until you said that, that Josh Allen was playing a sick trick on it. He decided just to flip his jersey number to nine just to fuck with us. I wasn't even paying that much attention. No, I'm just looking. I I saw... I didn't see Josh Allen go in the tent, but I saw... That someone was in the tent. Yeah. Um. Maybe J J P or one of the guys. They have the sound on. They can tell us what's going on with Josh Allen. This would be. Yeah. 
I mean, poof. More you get Kyle Allen football. into the game instead of having Josh Allen. Uh, what a disaster this would be. Right. If but, uh, Josh Allen were to miss any time. So. Right. But going wow. back on, but going back on what I'm saying, it's like he knows, like he is not that. Which I know, like doesn't bother him, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't phase him. But like he knows, like that's like like the climate, like that his name has, and I see it all the time. He gets, he, he get, I mean, you would have thought that he that he was a, a a mass murderer or somebody. The way his name gets talked about on Twitter, and he goes out there and he says that. And the, and the people and the thing that he also has to that I that I know that he gets, but I probably didn't pop into his head when he says it. The key with like the reason why we like him is because we get him. We know like when he's exercising in hyperbole. We know when he's BSing to you know to improve the quality of the show or to make us laugh and to and to you know to to to, to entertain us. The the outsiders that don't that don't listen to him that don't know him from Adam they don't they don't get that so they say oh he says he's going to retire and they take it like he's the president of the United States that's going to announce his resignation from office from the Oval Office the following morning so I was like now and now and I said the brilliant part is because and I let him know of this too. And I don't know if you've heard about this, Sarge. Did you know that the that that game seven for the NLCS? Did you know that it was the most watched postseason game since the turn of the new decade? Not only so, not only was the not only you turn about rating, in the twenty in the twenty twenties is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Not only did that did game seven finish. Improve. Not only did the did the rating for that game improve from last year, it reached a five year high. The reason why, dog, and and I yeah. texted, and when I texted him that last night, I said Manfred owes you a hefty check. Because, and I'm literally like not kidding. The fact that that became like a national story, so to speak. I mean, the, and, and also consider, and I even read an article, an awful announcing that said, an awful announcing that said, as Allen throws another, again, with the interception, I mean, the interception just does not escape this man. Um, but, and, and and I read an article in, in awful announcing earlier this afternoon is that people are saying, you know, they're getting on dog for, you know, not quote unquote being a man of his word. But they acknowledge in the article at the same time, baseball and the Diamondbacks. Oh, dog, a huge thank you because not only did he also help with the ratings for that game, but you know what first take did double time that they rarely ever do. They talked baseball. Yeah, they, they never they talked had, baseball. They had the name of the Arizona Diamondbacks come out of the mouth of Stephen A. Smith, which which I know baseball and Manfred. Loved, and I know that the die and listen, the Diamondback. Here it is, the Diamondbacks in a state of ecstasy of them clinching a pennant, and here they are chanting Mad Channing Dog's nickname while they're spraying champagne all over the place. <laughs> and and I got and I gotta admit, you know, if it's they were, and sometimes with teams, you know, you need that extra. It's pretty much I equate it, you know, with something that happened, in, you know, relating it back to football. With with the whole with the Chiefs and Bengals in a championship game nine months ago, 
The Chiefs are already motivated considering that they blew the game against us last December and they had a three-game losing streak against us and same time next year, Bengals-Chiefs AFC Championship game and getting reminded well, of the second call half it Burrow, Calling it Burrow. And then, the, and then, right, Mike Hilton in the game against Buffalo turns to the camera and says Burrowhead and then the and then the Cincinnati mayor adds, flan- adds extra gasoline to the fire and he does the whole pl- uh, proclamation thing. Yep. So when the t- when a per- when a when a team is already motivated, sometimes all they need is just that little bit extra oomph to push them over the top. And you know what? It it helped out Kansas City. So why is it anything different? So why is it anything different with Dog and the Diamondbacks? Because the Diamondbacks got punched in the mouth. Now, granted, Craig Kimball also helped too, who's a complete disgrace. But uh, but uh, but they got punched in the mouth in the first two games to Philadelphia, and they took the crowds. They took that Philadelphia Phillies crowd that you know and you've seen up close and personal how intense and how virtually unbeatable the Phillies were in their building, and they completely shut the Phillies down and took the crowd out of the game yeah. because because Dog saying what he said gave them that little extra oomph of motivation and now they're in the world and now they're in the world series so i i literally think that it like it is much to do about nothing and i see tory lavello saying well dog's got to be a man of his word and walk away tory dog is not gonna is not gonna compromise the well be the the well-being of his fan of his family and compromise his uh you know his 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 life good lord carry on livelihood gorgeous woman Uh, yes has the livelihood of him and his family because because of him basically just saying retire when he that when he doubted that i mean come on now lavello at the if it was cute the last 24 hours now tori needs to be more wrapped up and making sure worried about beating the yeah beating the rangers and i thought about this too and i didn't say it on the air but i should have he is also going to have a field day if the Diamondbacks get punched in the face by the by the Texas Rangers and get sw- and they get swept or oh, go yeah. down quietly. And he's going to have a damn field day. Yeah. He is. And to and to his point, no one and nobody in hell thought that the Diamondbacks were were going to let alone be in the NLCS and beat the Philadelphia Phillies facing a two zero and a three two deficit. So. And it's 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 good it's good for him and good for his publicity and good for his program. Like I said, it was the most brilliant and dumb one of his dumbest and most brilliant moments of his Hall of Fame career. Yep. And he's and he's texting me left and right. He's like because he said on the air and he texted me. You know, MLB Network never intended on sending him to Phoenix, and now they're going to send him to Phoenix. And they have nice. all of this and and, and his show and his show on tv and radio now has all of this extra you know it has an extra added entertainment factor because of all this yep so i so i you know i give now he says it wasn't premeditated i'm quite frankly it doesn't make any difference whether it was premeditated or unmet or or spur the moment because he looks like a marketing promotional genius either way but Listen, it is what you know. It's it why he makes the is. big bucks. Exactly, and that's what that's mm-hmm. that's literally why last November he got inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. That yeah. that's that's why. But I I, I I was interested in hearing on what you thought about it because it, because I mean, 
he literally out of any any i mean he's during this week he's you know he's as big as any stuff i mean he literally he literally put himself he is now a storyline that's going to be remembered forever when you talk about the 2023 nlcs yep i'm watching that they showed the replay josh allen you can't throw that football there like yeah, just dumb. you need to either throw it away or just eat the sack. I, I mean, does it suck? Yeah, but like trying to get it to Kincaid when that guy's in your face like that—that—that that, that was a mistake. Like you got to throw that away, and that's the stuff. Like he's always gonna like he's looked he looked great up until that play, Jai, and that's mm-hmm. that's Josh Allen. That's the roller coaster you're on. It's almost like uh, Brett Brett Favre-esque. You know, very the gun, far the gunslinger. You gotta, you know, if you're gonna live by it, you gotta take take the bad with it as well. And that's the that's what the Buffalo Bills have signed up for. And you know, that's what's Je- Brett Favre and John Elway esque is what he he reminds me of. <laughs> and like and like and I said on this show last year, if. He wants to be remembered like John Elway. Look, it took John Elway until the end of his career to realize, hey, I need to let the team run the run the ball and play defense. And once Allen finally decides that, you know, that's what's going to happen, then I think he'll finally win something. But until then, exactly. I'll keep enjoying the Bills' ineptitude with uh, in my division. I, so, know, I know you will. I know you will. I will. If only so, the Ravens could start playing like this again and make it like a, and continue the annual tradition, then we'd really be doing something. There we go. Um, everyone, Sunday, Sunday Night Crapper, we will be on this Sunday. Uh, I think we do not have a good – I think it's like the Bears, How right? in the hell are the Bears and the Chargers on Sunday Night Football? With the I don't ba- know, but that's I, what, that's what this, we get. That's and that is literally where I again. It's just it's not the NFL has nothing to do with money. It's just the NFL just not thinking and just being stupid. Well, because, I think at the beginning of the year they thought the Bears and Justin Fields would be no, better. Oh no, then... no no no! You gotta earn your right to play on fucking Sunday night football. Well, and the Jets got the Jets got multiple Sunday night games just because they signed Aaron Rodgers. So well, well that's, 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 that's Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's, a, that's Aaron Rodgers. The the Chicago Bears are ass. They're yeah. garbage. Well, they're I'd a story, story franchise. Play. Story oh, franchise. Stop. Story franchise. They've won one Super Bowl in their lives. And that was damn near 40 years ago. Storied franchise, my well, ass. Story because they've been around. They were one of the original franchises, weren't they? Well, yes. Yeah, so, so were the fucking Washington Redskins slash Commanders and, and the Giants. But nobody likes watching them on Sunday Night Football. Yep. And and ever and the NFL loves to give you the whole media market argument. Well, Chicago, LA, that's why you put them on. Yeah, guys, you're the only league in the NFL where market size has has nothing to do with how with, with viewership with your games and the and the popularity of the of, of your league. Again, yep. we're sitting here, eyes glued to the television screen, because a football team from Little Old Buffalo, New York is on Thursday night football. We love everyone. Lo- Buffalo, this, but everyone. You couldn't. You the Bills were everywhere you looked on national television last season. Little Buffalo, New York. Not they weren't. They're not playing in New York City. Buffalo, New York. Kansas yep. City ain't that big of a market, and the Chiefs are on constantly. 
The oh, Bengals now that were somewhat watchable, they're on television constantly. Little old Cincinnati, Ohio. So I, I so they love the, oh the market. No, because the NFL's the one league where market size means nothing. It's a, it's about how great the team is, the superstars on the team, and the great quarterback. And if the great quarterback plays on a team in fucking Omaha, Nebraska, they're going to be on national television half a dozen times out of the season. So I don't want to hear anything about the market size nonsense. The Green Bay Packers for decades were on national television on a year-on-year-out basis, little old Green Bay, Wisconsin. And yet they ins- yet they insist on giving us the Chicago Bears in primetime on a year-on-year-out basis, knowing good and damn well that team ain't worth shit. All right. It drives Jai. me crazy. Gee, it does drive you crazy. You drive me crazy too, Jai, but I love it. I'm sorry. Yes. We'll be Sunday Night Crapper right here on the pod being 8.30. Me, Crapper, maybe Jai come join us for a little bit, too. Uh, maybe we'll get Warrior to tune in since the Dolphins will not be on. Um, Jai, go ahead. Plug plug your show. The Dolphins? I thought you said all 32 teams play. I'm saying, like, he oh, won't come Arnold on on Sunday, Sunday nights night. when, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. when the Dolphins are actually playing in the game. Gotcha. So the Dolphins will not be on. So he'll, he'll, call, he'll probably call in. Gotcha. You can tune in to the I'm Telling You Today's podcast. New episode dropped uh, just yesterday. And a new episode, Week 8 Preview and 2023 World Series Preview. a little bit, And throwing in with some NBA talk and predictions as well. A uh, new episode coming at you uh, tomorrow. You can listen and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Previous episode, I screamed and yelled my head off about similar things we did tonight. Uh, ref ball especially being one of them as the Buffalo Bills score a go-ahead touchdown on third and 12 and uh, also uh, again for the 90,000th time this month have told the NFL to cool it with the Taylor Swift propaganda machine it, it, it's, it's just too much but anyway you can listen to me on that and follow me on Twitter Instagram and threads at the J Shield all right um awesome make sure you do that let's uh oh here we go there's there's fucking the doctor um so tune in tuesday as doc sugar shane will be watching nxt halloween havoc 8 15 tuesday night right here in the pod being you can hang out with them as they watch halloween havoc little wrestling for you and make sure you check out the toilet bowl club i think saturday is at 7 a.m still if I'm not, or 8 a.m. I think it's 8 a.m. Here on Podbean with JP and all of his buddies. And then Crown Jewel on... on we'll, we'll talk about that's next week. We'll, we'll plug that next week for you, Nightmare Doctor. Um, and then make sure you tune in next. We'll be back Wednesday. I don't have anything going on Wednesday. We will be back next Wednesday, 7.30, uh, right here on the Podbean Wednesday Night Tailgate. And hopefully we'll have crapper available. I think so. He won't be driving or, you know, traveling to Florida. I think we'll get him on this time. And by the way, I texted Ruick earlier this afternoon asking if he still, because somehow it slipped my mind on Sunday night because we all know how much he uh, does not like the quarterback to attack of Aloha. Uh, he made that apparent during the last season's uh, set of programs. Yeah, I texted him early this afternoon. Does Tua still suck? He replied with the answer, yes. Of course. Of <laughs> course. I mean, I mean, I Eagles made him look uh 
he didn't look terrible, but they made him look like a, you know, an average quarterback, not like the guy he's looked like for most of the season. So, yep. you know, all right. So with that being said, for Crapper, for Jai, I'm Drill Sorensen, and this is the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. Enjoy the games this weekend. Let's go Jets. Beat the Giants. Bengals, get a win in San Francisco, and you'll have two happy campers come Wednesday. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.